hello and welcome to our show. It's the show where three mildly qualified normal people talk about movies where there are superheroes and aren't normal people in them. I'm Stephanie Kachias and I'm joined by, as always, Carl Shearer. Hello. And Owen Benberg. Hi. Hi guys. Today we're talking about a very special movie from 1998, a little, little masterpiece they called Blade, starring Wesley Snipes and Chris Christopherson and Stephen Dorff. There are worse things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. Half human. Blade's mother was attacked by a vampire while she was pregnant. Half immortal. You got the best of both worlds. All our strengths. None of our weaknesses. He is their greatest fear. And our only hope. Something seasoning off vampires. Snipes, Stephen Dorff. You're one of them, aren't you? No, I'm something else. Blade. This was a movie that was suggested by Kyle. Why did you suggest it? Uh, well, I just liked the fact that it was such a good Marvel movie, but so long before like the current era. And I just remembered as well that vampire music was like utterly shit and I wanted to verify that. Rewatched it again, nightclub opening scene, vampire music is terrible. In fact, vampire parties are terrible generally. Vampire nightclub culture is not very good. Even worse than like regular nightclub culture. <laughs> not a fan. Kyle, how Old many- man Kyle, we're gonna take some nightclubs down a bit. <laughs> okay, so my big problem with it is the nightclub opening scene, like, the, the DJ's got like these obnoxious little torches on like the oh, front of his yeah, helmet yeah. and they're like playing shitty music. Everyone's like raving. And then at one point he goes like, bloodbath and like blood starts going from the sprinklers. <laughs> Can I say like, that what, was cool? What if there had been a fire? What if there had been an actual fire? Blood would then put out be, a fire. Yeah. Blood would not put out a yes, fire. It's a nightclub as... full of vampires. They'll be fine. They're In an underground I think, No, I'm sorry. Fire. I think blood would absolutely put out fire. It's mostly water. It's not flammable. It's not going to be it's as effective. It's it I would smother. The, it's it's not flammable, Kyle, and therefore it's, it would smother the flames. I didn't. That that rubbed me up the wrong way. Their approach to fire <laughs> safety off to a really bad start. I don't know if we're going to recover from this. Um, <laughs> so basically, Blade is about a guy who is a half vampire, half human. His name's Blade. He's played by Wesley Snipes. Mm-hmm. He's a powerful black man. <laughs> Well, well race is a big part of this movie, it's a big so may as well just He's, tuck away all the time. And he was a, you know, a seminal black superhero, mm-hmm. much like Luke Cage was, um, or and also, was it Spawn? Am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> no, wasn't there one called Spawn? I'm, trying I'm to not think. sure if he's black or not. And then there's obviously Black Panther and Falcon. I don't know enough of the comics, but Spawn is played by Michael J. White in the, in the 1997 yeah, well, so movie. So that, that's what makes me think he was a black super, yeah. superhero. Anyway... Blade is a <laughs> anyway. This movie is about Blade, and he is a half vampire, half human guy who fights vampires. Because in this universe, there are vampires, and it's a Marvel comic. And uh, this came out in 1998, before before X Men, before like the big like explosion of Marvel movies um, in the early 2000s. This was sort of the first one, or one of the one of the very first ones. In fact, it was the first one Abby Arad ever did, and. Uh, David Escoyer was involved, um, everyone's favourite uh, writer of weird stuff. Anyway, um, it was, you know, one of those first movies where they tried to give it a red-hot go. Hmm. This know. was, what, two years after Batman and Robin? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, I, I think this was one of those ones where people, we were almost ready to like comic book movies again. Like, the, Batman and Robin really pretty much killed the comic book movie genre for mm. a good year or two. But it's it's like like the Hulk. It's like it's not really a comic book movie. Like no. they've tried to make kind of like an action, like wire foo style like yeah. horror, and it just happens to be like based on comic characters. Yeah. But immediately, like opening sequence, 
it's like uh, you're seeing like a, a woman dying in childbirth and like a baby it's kind of like covered in blood and it's kind of like death and sadness like straight off the bat like trauma like they're, they're taking kind of like a much more serious tone uh in the movie hmm. uh or i say serious tone it transitions from that directly into like the nightclub yeah. meat locker so yeah. it's kind of up and down a bit but uh obviously trying for like more of a more of an ma rating sort of comic book movie than like the batman and yeah. robins it definitely had that sort of it, it came out just the year before the matrix and mm. i want to talk about that later on too um but it sort of definitely had that sort of late 90s you know violent um, streak that, that some of these movies at that time seemed to have. There was a, a, a gore element and a, um, a horror element uh, that this movie had that a lot of comic book movies now absolutely yeah, it's don't like have. It's like a mm. pre-Columbine pre like yeah. mass killing movies where it's like you're, you're machine gunning down waves of people, you're killing scores of vampires, yeah. all that sort of stuff before that became a bit... Like, a bit hard to portray. Yeah, and there's actually blood in this movie, which is something that often gets uh, as common criticism levelled at the Marvel Cinematic Universe now, is that there's almost no blood, even when mm. people are just getting shot by... Like, just regular humans getting mm. shot by bullets and still no blood. And this actually has, like... Because it's a vampire movie, quite heavy on the blood. So, sorry, it came out in 1998. Yep. Um, Men oh. in Black and Batman and Robin came out in 1997. Oh, and so okay. did Steel, which was, I think, the, a movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, the, before that, there was Batman Forever uh, in 1995. But really, they, you know, the, the 90s were a dark time um, for comic book, comic book movies. And this Blade was probably the first out of the road out of it where Marvel started to take its, itself a bit more seriously and then, of course, it hit with X-Men two years later. So going, um, going back to the, the plot of it, so in the nightclub, we've had the silly bloodbath and the poor guy that's been, like, the human being that's been, like, suckered in there as bait, like, finally kind of, like, crawls up to the feet of Blade and Blade makes his big entrance standing at, like, the, the doorway into the nightclub and just starts, like, mowing down all of these, like... All of these stupid, like, raver vampires. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. they're nothing. Kyle's very happy about this. Should have started with the like... DJ, but he got to him sooner or later. And then he finally finds, like, the boss vampire there, Donal Logue, who yeah. is really funny in this movie. My mate, Donal. Donal is great in everything he touches. He's, in, he's in Gotham. Yeah, but... Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah he enough. sure is in Gotham. <laughs> that just makes me want to watch Terriers again. He's in Gotham, and he's also in... Uh, he's in SVU a little bit, too. Uh, which uh, but is, he's, gold, he's gold in this. Uh, <laughs> just playing, like, the most obnoxious vampire possible, but because it's done well, he's still manages to be pretty You still love him, don't yeah. you, Carl? Yeah. I, we should also say that this movie came out um, before, before vampires were the thing that they are now like before True Blood and Twilight yeah. really made this it was, like this was around the just 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 after the Anne Rice vampire yeah. I think yeah. like that was the last vampire sort of thing. swell for pop culture was was the vampire stat and you know that, that whole interview with the vampire uh, thing that was kind of how vampires were in, in pop culture and then this was a, a different uh, a different approach a modern it. take which yeah. really kind of hadn't been done before because yeah you're right it was either that or then there was like Francis Ford when Coppola's was Buffier? Oh, around this time yeah, too. Yeah, sorry, time you're too, right. Yeah. Buffy's yeah. around this time, but again, that's a, that's its own universe sort mm. of thing. Buffy, Buffy vampires are kind of a different thing again. Mm. But the so the yeah, but this was again before before the sort of vampire fatigue that we've all had. And I guess the superhero fatigue that we're going through. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, so Blade mows down all of these awful mm. vampire guys who are in, who are at the rave, and uh, and yeah, he gets Donald Logue and he cuts off Donald Logue's arm. Which pins, is, pins him up to the wall. Yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't think Blade even said anything. I don't think he has any lines. Does he have any lines in the first? I couldn't I remember him saying. He doesn't say anything. He's I think just, it's it's just like very curt kind of like. I think he says something to Donalogue when he's pinning him up. Something about like he's choosing fire or something, and he like throws like a fire grenade at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then that's kind of where. Wait a minute. There's a fire in the nightclub? <laughs> there is a fire in the nightclub, and the vampire was, like, incinerated by it, and I bet he was thinking, I wish there was some kind of alarm system that could be triggered by the building that would spray some cooling, delicious water onto my charred, charred body. <laughs> and you know that Blade would have, like, thought of it in advance and, like, blessed the water. Like, he would have made sure it was holy water in the sprinklers, and then that would have just killed oh, the man. Oh, like, you imagine? That's in Constantine. 
That's in the the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie, he blesses the water. But the vampire does survive the incineration, and he ends up in, like, the hospital. And this is where I I noticed, like, you said before, like, there's a racial element or, like, undercurrent in some of the themes of this. It's not an undercurrent, it's a major theme, but yeah. I think where I first started noticing it was in the hospital scene where, like, there's this... Like the vampire like wakes up again. He's like this charred monster who's attacking the staff, and Blade rocks up, and the cops start shooting at Blade, and they completely ignore <laughs> oh like the charred vampire monster. They're oh, just like, Owen's, take Owen's, out Blade. <laughs> Owen's like nodding very well, sagely. Why? Why did Blade like follow him to the hospital and wait till he woke up? Like, can we, no, can I take a step back? Can we talk about how this monster wakes up and this doctor just stands there and looks at him for a good 10 seconds? Like, this guy's like, why aren't we together anymore? Like, this, this other doctor. And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. You're a creep. And then, the, and then the monster comes up and eats this guy. And she just stands there and looks at it. Like, she does not, she does not react. I... For a good five seconds, she just watches it and stands there. And then only when it comes to attack her does she turn and run. If that shit happened in front of you, you would just... You shit yourself and run like why what people just anyway I'd, I think I'd probably freeze up I'd yeah. probably just kind of like I don't know take the temperature of the room is he just gonna kill that one guy or is he gonna <laughs> maybe he'll be fine maybe he needs a friend maybe he needs, maybe he needs uh, some salve some aloe vera maybe if I get him that then yeah. maybe he put a put a Glamour on her? <laughs> is that what it's called? Glimmer? Glamour? Oh, they don't do that. They, the vampires this, in Blade. This is the other <laughs> thing about vampires in movies and stuff. Like, they all have different rules, and I forget which ones can do which. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, these ones don't do glamour. So the Blade yeah, one these ones don't do mind re- religions out. So, yeah. like, crucifixes, holy water, nothing nothing like that, like kit, that they works don't... on Blade vampires. But oh, okay. sunlight, uh, silver. Garlic works. Garlic, yeah, they use, like, garlic a lot in this movie. Yeah. In this movie, vampires can be born. Now, yeah. what the hell oh, yeah. is that? So they talk about a lot with these vampires, like that. There's like there's quite common in vampire lore is that there's like a, a council of head mm. vampires, and the bad guy Stephen Dorff is like not one of them, but he's a bad guy and wants to wants to have power over other vampires. So he wants to sort of ingratiate himself into this inner circle, but they won't let him because he's he's a made vampire. He's mm. not a born he vampire. Have pure blood. No, but okay, so. How does you get a born? How does a vampire get born? Yeah, they don't really. Two vampires do it, and then they have a vampire baby. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah. yeah, vampires are a species in this movie. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's where the the racial thing comes into it again, because Blade and uh, Deacon Frost, they're both kind of like considered like half bloods or not, not. Yeah, not pure blood to whatever species they they can you know they want to belong to, and they both like can pass for whatever species they're in but they still face like that prejudice from the group that they're identifying with and that's why i think deacon frost is actually like a pretty good Uh, enemy we need to talk about him as a villain i was saying to owen earlier he's a great villain so deacon frost like let's just jump in now he spends most of the first like good chunk of this movie just in the library like to the point where like the (laughs) vampire council has to like come down to the library and they're like <laughs> what's your what's your house situation like? Are you like one of those he's homeless one of the guys? He's are... one of the dorky kids at school that would oh, just yeah. hang out at the library. And yeah. play oh, I, was, I was picturing more like the, the like homeless guys that just go to like the library from like nine to five when it's open and just kind of like hang out to use the computers. I had a yeah, I had a question in my notes, which is where does this guy live? And like, because there's a moment also when they go down and he's in like this sort of white room. Was that where he was being? Yeah, kept? I assumed he just lived in that building. Like, no, he, what was, is the he building? was just hanging out there, and they were all too polite to ask him to leave. Oh, to right. What is the building? Uh, it was just like Vampire HQ. Right. It was just like where all the evil vampires met to do their like evil vampires. But he business. had his like bitches there, and he was like. Yeah, like it felt like it was a you know like a general kind of. I felt like it seemed it was like his he was place. well set up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure whether it was like a share house environment or or what the what the situation <laughs> was. Like there. leaving passive aggressive notes on yeah, the yeah. for each other. I, I think yeah, I I didn't quite understand the yeah the geography of it or where where people were. But anyway, um, Deacon Frost is yeah he's played by Stephen Dorff and he's really quite a cool villain. Like he's he's legitimately menacing mm. throughout the movie. Like he's quite kind of creepy and gross and just like evil and wants to do bad things. And, you know, Stephen Dorff's performance is very intense. Um, and yeah, it's just in general kind of a huge creep and, and a really cool foil for, for Blade who you do actually think this guy is like 
Blade's counterpart. Yeah, he's a good foil because he's like kind of like breaking all the vampire rules. None of the other vampires respect him, and he's he's kind of like hates the the vampire kind of like aristocracy or whatever just as much as Blade does. Uh, and yeah, it's the fact that he's so willing to like try and do this like new way of vampire life that makes him such a threat. We need to talk a little bit about that too later on because I don't know what any of that meant really. Like I was struggling to follow what was going on there. Well, like the vampire like council. No, like how he was trying to. So what? What? And we'll talk about this later with like um, the the bad guy's plan. But like what his plan was. I, I can't wait to talk about that. That's <laughs> this movie is where I came up with the idea of rating the bad guy's plan. Yeah. Because for a, a guy that's put in like the research hours and who basically lives at the library like a homeless <laughs> vet, I don't think the clan. Uh, sorry, Deacon has really. Thought it entirely through, but we'll, we'll get to that when, okay. when his plan we're, comes Yeah, out. we're jumping ahead. Back, back to the hospital where this girl has been attacked and, and not particularly seemed to give a shit when mm. this guy gets attacked by this uh, half-charred monster. Mm. Um, he then The half-charred monster then attacks the, the, the doctor woman and um, and then Blade saves her. But you're right, the, the police, of course, start... We, you were going to say something about that too, Owen, weren't you? No, I was just agreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, he gets shot at because... He's, <laughs> he's a black, black man in a America. He's also does he is he does he have his sword out at that point? I think it's just on his back at that point. He's okay. just like a guy. I mean, admittedly, he's clearly heavily armed. Yeah, um, he's he's probably not. They're not thinking that he works there. He, yeah. He's he in a giant like black trench coat. Either, yeah, but, but at the same time, you've like, got to prioritize your targets. Surely. Yeah, there's definitely a monster attacking. Yeah, people. they could probably be going after yeah. this. So, and there's a moment uh, before uh, they make their escape where Blade kind of like looks at the the Doctor Woman. And there's a moment where it's kind of like, you know, is he is he going to save her or is he just going to like flee again? And, and sort of like goes back to the thing that's running through the movie, which is like his blade out to like kill vampires or is he out to like help people? Yeah. Because uh, mostly he's just like more interested in killing vampires. But then I think they have like a, I think they have like a little flashback to his mother dying in like childbirth mm. uh, when he looks at the doctor and that kind of like makes him think that he's going to try and save her life. So he yeah. tosses her out the window. And then, like, runs away with her. Yeah, he saves her. It turns out she'd been bit, though. So, that's bad. And he takes her back to his lair. Mm-hmm. And where at his lair is a guy, Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. Country Whist- music star, Chris Christopherson. Who is a Rhodes Scholar. Is he? Yes. Anyway, he's, you know. What a polymath. He, he is. Anyway, so Chris Christopherson is there. And he's, like, this old man. And he's like... She bit, you gotta let her die. And something like that. And Blade's like, couldn't let her. And then they sort of just talk about her while she's lying there. Yeah. And then they put her away and they sort of have these. And you, you get the impression, okay, so the Whistler's like, he's like his, he's like his um, Alfred yeah. to, mm. to, to Blade's Batman. Yeah. And he's like his, yeah, manservant type guy. Oh, and we learn that Blade is got some sort of serum that serum. he has to. I need the serum, Whistler. <laughs> Yeah, because he doesn't want to drink blood. So, yeah, so I didn't I quite understand that. So, basically, so but is he a vampire? He's not a real vampire. He's a daywalker. Yeah, he's daywalker. So, so his mother was bit in childbirth. Yeah. So, he's a human baby, but he yeah. was, like, infected with, like, the vampire sort of, like, Which aspects. makes him effectively a vampire. He has all of their strengths can... and none of their weaknesses except the first. Is the thing right. That so, that. he does want to drink blood. Yeah. Does he, does he eat other things? I don't remember seeing no, him. I think he, like he's, sus- he's sustained by blood. Right. But um, but he yeah, he has he, the serum to get by. Yeah, right. and he, he he ages just like a normal human does. So he doesn't yeah. have vampire's immortality. Yeah. But he can walk outside in the daytime. And he has That's his strength. A, walking outside when it's daylight out is only a power that I have like fifty percent of the time. <laughs> so I got to respect that. Yeah, I don't have that power. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are really struggling to be daywalkers in general in life. Yeah. So, um, okay, so yeah. So a foot in both worlds. <laughs> so he's like How are you at nighttime, Kyle? Is that a bit better or is still just as flaky? I, I can I can skulk around it. I'm like the <laughs> night skulker. <laughs> You're like a little raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're um we're going through so yeah, so, so he's got his um and he's got his serum and he's getting his serum. It's like essence of garlic, I think. And like, but that doesn't make any sense. Tiny little mirrors, because vampires can't see themselves in mirrors. That's tiny what? little liquefied steaks. I don't, I don't know what's in it. I think it's mainly just like garlic. I think they mentioned silver. At no, some so point. hang on. So he's injecting that in himself to quell the vampirism. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. Right. It's not like a blood substitute. It's like a. It's like a cure for vampirism. Yeah. 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 Except yeah. it's building up an immunity. Immunity. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So he. But he must. He must eat something. You know, I guess. 
could you imagine not going through life without Pringles? Yeah. It would be sad. <laughs> anyway, so he, um, so yeah, and then I can't remember what happens next. So um, the doctor that he saved, she wakes up the yeah. next day and they basically like kick her out and tell her to like go on the run, never go back home, blah, blah, blah. That's right, yeah. What I wanted to say is that if you, if you know that vampires exist and you're on the run from vampires and you've been bitten, don't put two individual wound dressings on each of your puncture marks <laughs> on your neck. Just put one band-aid. One band-aid on the neck. She's got like two individual, mm. highly conspicuous little like yeah. little yeah, dressings yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For, for each of the teeth. And you look at her and you're just like, well, she's been bitten by a vampire. <laughs> mm. And sure enough, like she's walking down the street and then she's spotted by uh, these familiars. Ah, yeah. So that's right. And then she, yeah, she gets she gets followed into her own apartment. Um, by well, what who, uh, she thinks is a cop, but he's not a cop. He's a familiar, one of Frost's minions, mm. human minions who wants to turn into a vampire. Now so like that's a, been that's from another vampire lore as well. That's, that's yeah. all the way back to Dracula, so yeah, like yeah. Renfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this idea that they want to become He's like a human groupies who try and like try and get up to the vampiric powers. That's and in True Blood as well. Like, I think they yeah. have them, mm. and it's in Vampire in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It is. <laughs> That's another movie starring a powerful black man. Yeah, We're just go. getting a really great... <laughs> uh, another, ra- another racial thing, though. All the cops are owned by the vampires. Yeah. So they're mm. not vampires themselves, but they're subservient to, like, the vampiric class. Yeah. And so this cop, uh, he barges into her apartment and then tries to, like, take her down. But Blade saves her again. Mm-hmm. Blade's followed her. He's just coming up... This is, this is a movie that where the, the hero is quite active. Yep. He's always turning up. He's always like getting in there, doing stuff, um, just like turning up and saving the day. He's, he's a classic hero. I really liked, you know, that Blade was always there to like save the day. I liked that. So many of these movies these days, it's like, you know, oh, I'm dealing with my own crap. I can't be there and, you know, I have to come and mop up the pieces and then seek revenge later. In this movie, Blade's like, nah, <laughs> I'm a badass and I'm going to kick ass and... <laughs> Uh, nothing's going to stop me. Well, he's kind of going on the opposite way because his his arc is more like learning to not just be focused 100% on killing vampires but actually trying to help people as well, like a traditional hero. Oh, so, so you keep reading into that. I didn't really see I, that. I don't know because originally like he's just he lets her go just so that he can follow her because he knows that she's going to get attacked by the by the familiars. So he just uses her as bait. Okay, yeah. And that's that's her only utility to him. Uh, and then, yeah, at the... Yeah, it gets it gets to the stage, and I think it's towards the end when he has the realization that yeah, just killing them nonstop is not quite enough. You have to like come out of your shell a little bit, form <laughs> connections with people. That said, he does end up like right towards the end. Basically, says if you want to help, make me a better serum, and it's basically the last thing he says to her. Which so he's still functioning on just a what can you do for me? I do not yeah. care about you. Well, if you want to be involved, we sort of forgot to mention this woman is a doctor. She's a hematologist. Yeah. Yes. So she's a blood specialist, blood doctor. Yeah. And so yeah, she's she starts working with Whistler. So then yeah, she comes back to their um, their place and um, she starts working. She she learns a bit more about the law of um, Blade. Oh, the other thing that Blade does is he's he he's like a Buddhist. <laughs> he he's got like a little shrine to Buddha. <laughs> or I don't know if it's Buddha, but that? it's like he's got a little shrine that he meditates. There's next definitely to. a meditation bit. I wasn't it wasn't clear on what uh, particular looked, practice me, looked he was Buddhist, undertaking. But I mean, I don't know. It was in the corner, and he d- sits there and he goes on and he, you know, he meditates. Wow, you didn't I, see that? I, I completely. The girl that. sees it when she first arrives, and then later on, he does shown, it before he goes he, into battle. He, he does oh, it before okay. to, to so you know. Interesting. He probably follows the Dalai Lama's movements and. You know, maybe when he comes to town, he goes goes and sees him and gets, you know, blessed and has a bit of a chat to him. And Blade loves Buddha. I like that too, you know. Like, he's a, he's a good superhero. I mean, I don't know if he's actually Buddhist. Why am I saying Buddhist? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, I can't remember what happens next again. Oh, then he, then he gets comes in contact with, with Frost. Yeah. Is this a scene where Frost's wearing, like, sunscreen? Oh, they're, yeah, there's a scene where they're... It's like this weird sexy scene with his girlfriend and they're like putting... putting um, yeah, like... Uh, oh, it's just like regular... I think sandwich. we're talking about different bits here because that's where they kill Udo Kier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, Udo Kier is in this movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's so weird. It's great. He's but so then there's weird. the bit where they have the confrontation in the playground, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I no, no, both bits he wears sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. the scene with Udo Kier, that, and, that's, and that comes before that okay. bit, yeah, yeah. which is... Um, which is so Udo Kier is the um, head of the 
council of mm. bad guys, mm-hmm. of bad vampires, and I guess... Um, so it's like, Deacon, you can't live in the library anymore. We've mm. got some we've got some Airbnb recommendations where you can stay, mm. but you just can't... And Deacon did not take that well. No, he no. didn't. No, so what he did was he and his girlfriend put, um, uh, yeah, I guess really heavy, like SPF 50, mm. probably zinc, probably zinc cream, like the stuff that, like, cricketers wear, and then they go out onto the beach to show... To show Udo the sun, the, yeah. the, the, the sunrise, and he dies a fiery death, mm-hmm. um, much like uh, one of the cool vampires in uh, True Blood died that way too. Oh, and then sorry, they defang him as yeah, well, and then they fangs. take his fangs to the oh, to yeah. the um, to the council, and they're like, "There's the fangs. I killed him. I'm in charge now." And then he's like exerting dominance. And this is where he starts to unveil his little master plan. Yeah, so okay, he's been so working go. in the library on like decoding like the old vampire bible, right? Uh, which is in the form of like this. Computer animation thing. Everyone keeps telling, yeah. telling him is like a lost thing, which I just don't buy that he's the first person ever, the first, first vampire ever to ever try to do this. I think mm. the idea is that vampire society becomes so stagnant that they didn't really care about new innovations. Like they just were onto a good thing, so they're happy to just continue doing things the way they'd always We've got to learn from the past guys. We've got to look through, look through the, the, the well, annals of history. He's changing all the rules. Like he's wearing sunscreen, he's going outside, he's like fighting the council is oh, they, they don't even like his nightclubs like they're like you, you got to shut the nightclubs down <laughs> is that because of the safety yeah. concerns yeah, <laughs> they're, they're probably problem. raising the exact same issues i had with it <laughs> and he was just like yeah he was like you know we've got to we've got to adapt we've got to do n- new things in order to thrive but his method of doing that was that he's translated like this ancient scroll and he's found this prophecy of how to summon like I think the vampire blood god. Yeah, the blood god Lamagra. I think is that is that the right, the what, right term? What Lamagra? I don't understand though is that the whole movie he's talking about like tr- we have to treat humans as livestock. Like mm-hmm. he, he has this conversation with Blade where it's like, why are you trying to protect them? You should join us instead. We should just like use them as food and that's it. But then in one of the conversations where he's talking about what's going to happen when the blood god is back. Uh, he says it will turn everybody into a vampire and the whole world will be vampires. Mm. And I was like. <laughs> but then what are you going to eat? Yeah. Like, it'd be kind of like if, like, Colonel Sanders turned out to be real and then he was, like, casting this spell that would turn all chickens into people. Wait, and it's like, how does that serve sort of your interest? Colonel Sanders was a real guy. And also, don't joke about turning everyone into chickens. Because, oh no, is it turning chickens into humans? Well, that would be literally my nightmare. I don't know what I'd do without chicken to eat. But then that, that's what Deacon Frost's plan is. He's going to turn all people into vampires. Mm. I feel like that's probably really a rewrite understand. thing. Like, probably, that was probably, like, at some point, that, that was what Lamagra was for. And at another point, it was for a different thing. And they didn't pick it up on the rewrite. They just, I think it was because, like, they kind of needed to make the stakes so that mm. it affects, like, everyone. Yeah, rather exactly, than just, yeah. like, this guy mm. becomes even more of a weirdo. Yeah. It's going to be like, oh, no, it's going to turn, like, the entire planet into vampires. Yeah. yeah. So he has this idea. And it's sort of, it's hinted at, oh, and is this a scene where they, like, they track down... Blade goes and sort of to track down this big, fat, awful person. Oh, that was The weird. librarian. Is that... Isn't that the librarian? The, like the, the, this, the, the big slug thing, it's right? It's yeah. slug fat thing. And yeah. it's a vampire, I guess. Yeah. And like, is, yeah. That what they, is that what it's called? I, I thought it was... Yeah, I, I feel like yeah. it's referred to as the librarian at some point. I think it was, the, it was the person in charge of, like, the vampire. The archives. I can't quite yeah. remember, remember how Blade found that person. I think it was just yeah. he'd just been killing his way up the vampire chain. Yeah. So anyway, they it. come across him and he... they they Oh, they use the UV light on him. And they, mm. like... They like he's all big and gross, and they like burn him with the UV light. Doctor Lady is going to town on him with that UV light. It's disgusting. It's really actually quite gross. And then, uh, and then yeah, they torture it out of him. What Deacon's plan is, which is this, yeah, to summon this vampire god guy, mm-hmm. blood god. So, and then I guess he starts tracking down Deacon. Oh, I guess that's when we we have that cool scene in the park in the daylight, yeah. mm-hmm. where Blade and Deacon meet face-to-face for the first time, mano a mano. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about this scene because it is. It's, it's a year before The Matrix come out, came out. And there is a very Matrix-like shot in this movie, which is kind of like the... Kind of like the... It's like the money shot of the movie is when they have like this, you know, discussion. It's like, you know, I'm a bad guy. It's like, yeah, you are a bad guy and whatever. We're going, I'm going to kill... And then he has, a, he has a little girl that he's... Mm. And for some reason it looked like it was in Tokyo. 
Like, it, I don't know where it was supposed to be set, somewhere in New York, right? But, like, the little girl is, is, is Japanese and she's in, like, a little Japanese schoolgirl uniform and the, the setting that they're in, it looks like a, a park in Tokyo with, like, blossoms and stuff. I don't really think I, I was like, are they... Anyway, it's, mm. it looked like that to me. Anyway, he, he gets a little girl and he, he kind of he threatens her and Blade's like, oh. Um, and then Blade sort of gets out of the gun and really, and then it goes into super slow motion and Blade shoots Deacon and then it kind of goes bullet, like bullet, not bullet time, but bullet perspective mm. onto Deacon's face and he, he moves out of the way and he sort of... Yeah, he does a sort of a Neo thing where he he ducks ducks around. He dodges bullets. He dodges bullets. And then he also chucks the little girl into traffic. Mm. And instead of going after Deacon, Blade saves the little girl. And in that conversation that they have, uh, Deacon actually calls Blade an Uncle Tom. Yes, he does. He does. Which is like rude. (laughs) (laughs) So rude. Well, he's not a very nice guy. Deacon, but you can't say that. No. You can't say that, Deacon. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, the council never would have stood for that. No. They would have been like, mm. there, there are certain things that they would have taken them aside. I think there would have been some compulsory HR training. Well, yeah, that, come, on, man. come on, yeah, yeah no, you would have, you're right. HR probably would have said something, but um, yeah. So then, and then I keep forgetting what happens. I, it's it's hard movie to like plot out because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. mainly he just like. Oh, he finds Vampire X and then he kills him. And then before Vampire X dies, he puts him onto like Vampire Y. So then he goes to kill that guy and that guy puts him onto the neck guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I remember what happens. The Deacon comes into the, finds, tracks down Whistler mm-hmm. and attacks the base, yeah. Deacon's, Deacon's dudes, and um, kills Whistler. Oh, bites Whistler? Bites Whistler. Mm-hmm. And Whistler asks, oh, Whistler, Whistler asks for a gun so he can shoot himself so that he doesn't yeah. turn into a vampire, yeah. which Blade walks away from very stoically and sadly while yeah. his friend mm-hmm. kills himself. Oh, he's like, walk away, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty badass dude. I miss Whistler. He was good. He was a good, he would be a good, um, you know, Alfred to have. Like, he knew his shit. Mm. Yeah. Mind you, he does come back for the next two movies. Oh, yeah. He's in two and three. Why? Because he's the best character. Yeah, but <laughs> how like, does he come back? back? Um, in Blade 2, they it starts with Blade um, tracking Whistler down because the vampires have kept him in like a tank. But he killed like, himself. Yeah, and then there's a thing of it, like he shot himself, then he turned. Like basically, the oh. vampirism was already it was already so far taken that okay. that he came back. So yeah, he kind of had to die in this one to yeah. give like Blade yeah, proper motivation. Yeah, and then uh, Blade goes off after after Deacon, and I think this is where the final confrontation mm. starts. At this point, he has successfully decoded the Vampire Bible. Yeah, this is yeah. the start of Act Three, where um, Deacon has um, decoded the Bible and is going to carry out his plan, where he summons this god by. Um, a series of convoluted things. One including is getting getting that council of, of pure blood vampires and making them stand around in this circle in this big sort of tomb thing that they're in, mm. and um, and then get Blade. So little do we know. Twist is that Blade is a key key player in this in this um, ritual because they need a daywalker blood to. Was that right? Yeah. They need yeah. a special blood to like you know set off the thing, uh, and then and a bigger twist occurs. Right. So. Blade has been Blade and the girl have been captured by Deacon and are gonna um are, you know tried to tried to tried to get in but they get caught by Deacon's thugs, and it's revealed that Blade's mum is now still alive but she's a vampire and that the vampire that turned her was Deacon. What? It's pretty bad. So Deacon is like Blade's vampire dad. Yeah, it, that kind of caught me by surprise. Uh, I'd forgotten that aspect I'd of it entirely because I think they killed Whistler as like, and, and then my brain was like, okay, so that's going to be the thing that made it personal mm. and then he's going to go and take it down. And then they added another one on top of that. And it's yeah. just like, oh man. And it's also kind of gross because like his mum like, and Deacon are still like, clearly still like at it. And then like later on, his mum sort of, sort of comes on to him. Yeah, his mum's fully into it. It's like, gross. Yeah, it's, weird. it's weird. And she's like still young and beautiful, but she's obviously got this grown up son. Um, yeah, it's weird. But anyway, so they capture Blade and they put him in this like contraption thing. Oh, and they throw um, the girl mm. down into this pit. And this was legitimately scary. They threw her into this pit and they out her friend, the ex-boyfriend, the mm. dork who'd been, um, who she didn't re- respond to when he got attacked, is down there as like this zombie vampire dude. 
And he yeah. tries to, but and she's like really a ghoul cool. or something. Yeah. He is a ghoul. Yeah. I don't know, but she she saves us. She climbs herself out of there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked her. She was like a bit of a badass. Yeah. Oh, and throughout all of this too, she's been um, developing a serum. Mm. That because she's turning into a vampire, remember, she was bit and they thought she might come good, but it didn't look like she was coming good. So she had to, um, she had to cure herself and she finds a cure that won't work on Blade, but might work on just normal vampire mm. stuff. And they find that they, they can use it against vampires to blow up vampires. I think, yeah, I think she found like some type of thing that could blow up vampires and she found another one that works on humans who have been turned but not vampires who've been born. So it works on like turned vampires, but not born vampires. Yes. And about this time, so she starts like really kicking ass at this point. She's like stealing guns. She's blowing up vampires. And then she goes to like spring out blade and is like being kept in that little cage. He's been drained of all his blood. His mum's just like dealt him some severe psychological issues. And then she's like, okay, blade, let's, let's go and finish this off. And is like too weak. Cause he hasn't had his serum. So then she's like, okay, and then she like pulls off the bandage off her That's neck. Gross. The two bandages. Yeah, the two, the two individual wound dressings. Yeah. And she's like, "That's okay. Like, basically, have my blood." Yeah. I was like, "Is she going to use the same That's, neck that's what I mean. That's yep. disgusting. That seems yep. really gross. That's gross. Like, just bite her in like a slightly different place. Yeah, you know, on the other side of her neck. Mm. Yeah, just take the other side. It's like. Completely open. Why are you going in like the same little punch? I know it's probably already started to fester a little mm, bit. It's yeah. disgusting. It's really gross. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know. It's a movie that doesn't make sense sometimes. I mean, they're being vampires in it for one because I don't think they're real. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, and he does a thing where like he goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, sky. he has a human moment. He has a human yeah. right, right at the same time that Deacon's like. The blood has hit Deacon's face and Deacon's yep. having like this orgasmic weird thing yep. with the blood. That and whole thing was really weird because it's like these skeletons start like climbing out of all of the council members. But they have wings. But they have wings and mm. they start flying around and they start flying through Deacon. Yeah. I don't actually know what was going on. I had no. no idea what was going on in that section. But they all kind of like supercharge him. Then all the skeletons fly into his chest at once. And he kind of like, his eyes turn red. Yeah. And it's like, oh, he's the blood god now. Yeah. But then it's like, so is everyone turning into a vampire now? Or does that come later? Or... Well, uh, I read that apparently the whole bit with Blade and him at the end, that they didn't test very well. Um, and that the, the biggest change was that they brought in that sword fight between Blade and, and, and Frost at the that end. That was a really like, sweet sword fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't. So they had to do something because I, I don't know how it ended originally, but it didn't end like that. Mm. So they had to bring him in. So basically Blade comes down and Blade is now like back and better than ever and he's mm. got his sword. Oh, no, his sword had been stolen from him so he had yeah. to get his sword back and he's just plowing down vampires like mm. right and center and then he finally comes to Deacon and uh, they have a kick-ass sword fight. And Deacon essentially like is is like sword in half, but, but his blood brings him back together. Yeah, yeah. In this incredibly gory, weird CGI scene. So he can't, basically he can't kill Deacon with his normal ways because Deacon will just regenerate with blood. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then... Oh, but wait, was he given some other method of fighting vampires earlier in the movie? I don't know, maybe one that his friend had developed yeah. to blow up vampires. Then what happens, Carl? So he finds the serum uh, and then basically just like plugs Deacon full of these like syringes of the cure. And then the final one just like smacks him right in the middle of the forehead, which is yeah. pretty satisfying. And then he, he kind of, it's kind of like a big trouble in little China moment <laughs> where Deacon starts like bubbling yeah. up and turning into this like big bubble monster and then explodes in like a massive cloud of I blood. mean, mm. we, when we say that it explodes vampires, I mean, that is literally what it does. Yeah. It explodes yeah. them. It, like, it's like the scene in like um, the um, uh, Monty Python when he eats too yeah. much food and he just explodes. Like yeah. it's just... Pew. So that, yeah. So yeah. He, Before he does, he gives like the best line of the movie. Oh, we need to talk about this. <laughs> is it the best line or is it the worst line in the whole movie? <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not saying that it would work if I said it. <laughs> if I said it, then it probably wouldn't yeah. be great. Look, he can't. But when I'll Blade says it, yeah. I buy it. Yeah, I'm okay. like, that sounds amazing. All right, so what's the line you say? Ryan is, he's just a, like, Deacon Frost has been fully like blood goaded up. He's made his transformation, and then Blade, newly restored, is about to finally take him down. And the line is: "Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate uphill." 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll give you As a... I said, when I say it, it's, no, no, it's no. not great. You can't have to be there. It's like, he definitely commits to the line and he really sells it. And I would, credit to Wesley Snipes, that is, that is a hard line to sell. I'm disappointed that didn't become like just a part of our vocabulary. Well, like, it should have gone into common parlance. Here's the thing, it doesn't make any sense. That's what really bugs me about it. You can't it ice skate uphill sense. because ice doesn't form on hills because water flows downhill. That's why ice, ice is generally like a frozen lake is a flat surface. <laughs> All these no motherfuckers are trying to ice skate uphill because there's no ice on a hill. <laughs> All he was saying, he wasn't saying the hill is covered in ice. Yeah, he was saying they're trying to ice skate uphill, up a hill. Up, oh, just dirt. So they're, they're trying to <laughs> ice skate up dirt. Up, ice skate up up a craggy, rocky mountain. Are, are motherfuckers trying to do that? I don't feel. Like I haven't seen any with my own eyes. So is he saying like the moral of the story is not to be ambitious? Like, <laughs> know your place. Yeah, know your place, Dick. Talk about which is what the tongue. which is what the Hello. elder council have been telling him the whole well, time. It does it does play into that slightly, I think. But yeah, I, I don't know. I thought it was a pretty badass thing to say. I, I don't know why. Me. I mean, roller skate uphill or skate uphill would probably work. Yeah, sure. Oh, I don't that's know why your it's, issue. With yeah, it? sure. Yeah. Fine. Like, and well, specifically ice I don't skate. Know yeah, why that is actually specifically <laughs> ice skating. Yeah. I don't know why he chose it. But, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like, like a little poem. Yeah. It's like, I feel like, maybe it's like a Zen poem. Yeah, like maybe whoever wrote it thought that was already an existing phrase. Like, we all say that, right? Everyone was, says that. Was that from the comics nah. at any point? Don't think so. Did they just bust it out from the movie? I actually think the better part, the more badass part, was when um, he, he slices Deacon in half and Deacon does that thing yeah. with his, like, blood yeah. and comes and then is, like, then is brought back together and made whole and it cuts to Blade and Blade mouths what the fuck yeah, yeah, like he just he goes, he goes what the and it's awesome like that I like that Blade yep. is cool it's good when he keeps it simple I, I remember I can't remember if it was Blade 2 or 3 but there's one where the big bad just says like are you ready to fight and he goes I was born ready motherfucker <laughs> like, that's all you need that's all she wrote like, but this is the thing Blade does not have many lines in this movie yeah. he really doesn't he speaks Almost purely in one-liners, mm. yeah. And just well, it's just... like it's like an old western. Like he just rides into town, doesn't yeah. say anything except for a couple of like very short things when he's about to kill someone, and then he just disappears again. Yeah, it's it, it works quite well for the especially for, for Wesley Snipes. My, my memory of this movie was that it was like not a great movie, that it's like a bit like so bad it's good, mm. and it definitely has a little bit of that to it. But I was actually surprised at how enjoyable it was, and that I actually. Yeah, quite enjoyed it and had forgotten that it was actually not a bad movie. It's a good ride. And uh, some of the special effects are downright goofy. Yeah. And like, even for the day, like that big fat monster vampire librarian thing. Like, I think that that scene starts off with like a big farting noise. And it's just like, uh, it was very like out of place, mm. quite jarring. In totally, the movie. it's quite off. And then, yeah, that and like when Deacon Frost is like reforming himself with blood and the flying skeletons, like they're a bit dated and silly now. But overall, like the main kind of like wire foo stuff, like I don't know, fighting all the vampires at the nightclub and things like that, the train fight, like that all that all works pretty well. Yeah. Um, I've never seen Blade two or three. Oh. So if we ever do this again, we should definitely. Um, do those because I could watch them for the first time and never yeah. seen them. I know that Blade 3 has uh, has Ryan Reynolds in his first comic book movie mm. role. Yes. Um, in which he then First does, of many. Yeah, <laughs> and does like, yeah, and will continue to. Um, so I'm, I'm keen to see that. I, I've heard, I've, I've heard they're not very good. Uh, I can't really remember them, but they weren't as good as Blade 1. I like Blade 2, but it's because it gets weird. Like, it's, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, So it's right. got certain, like, aspects of his... He, hang on, he directed that. He directed Blade 2. Wow. Yeah. And then Blade 3 is David S. Goya both wrote and directed it because he wrote all three of them. And yeah. then he wrote and directed 3. And I think 3 is a bit of a mess. This movie is directed by Stephen Norrington, who, yes. who is known as well for directing a movie called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh. Which is also a comic book movie. Um, I was looking up and uh, potentially we could do that one day but that's a really bad movie like it's a really that, bad movie yep. that uh, that was it for Sean Connery last movie yep that was it for a lot of those people in that movie their careers really tanked it also had um, the guy who was going to be Aragorn in the um, Lord of the Rings movies Stuart Townsend yeah yep. but he uh, but he he got uh, shafted and his career never really recovered yeah 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 mm. anyway so that yeah, this movie does not have a great director attached to it, unfortunately. It was a solid enough movie. Um, 
can we talk about how we would rate Deacon Frost's actual plan? Because I think he's a very shaky villain. Like, I think his, his logistics and his planning, it's... I don't think he's thought it all through, and I think there's I think some definite like, I think you and I rate villains very differently because you rate villains based on like how good their plans are going to be. Oh, I'm talking about just rating his plan. Okay, like not not like I think, he's, I think a great, he's a great he's a great villain. antagonist. He's like a great balance to Blade, and he's like a, yeah, he's a really good enemy to Blade. But his plan, like the 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 nuts and bolts of what he wants to do. Uh, what, he's what's in wrong the, with it? He's in the library for the first hour. Just what's wrong with that? You got to do your book learning first. Cracks his little program, does that well. Uh, gets the rest of the council on side, uh, does that pretty well. Actually, like gets everyone to the temple to to raise the blood god. But what would happen after that? Like, what does the blood god actually do? That's not his fault. That's not his plan's fault. That's the blood god's fault. But but he knew that the blood god was going to turn all humans into vampires. What was he going to do? Like, yeah, what was I, he thinking? I think his whole plan was basically, once the blood god gets here, I'm not going to have to worry about anything because there'll be a blood god. So they'll take care of everything. That's <laughs> just sloppiness. Yeah. No, I disagree. I think that's if that's his end game. I, can, vampires can eat other vampires, can't they? Yeah, but why would they? Why would they? Why would we say we're going to turn all cows into human beings and then we'll just fight each other for like a cannibalistic society? I don't know. It just seems. Also, it's, it's unclear in this one, at least, whether or not vampires can feed on other vampires, but that's a big feature of Blade 2, is that a different species, strain of vampirism, is one where they actually feed on other vampires. I think it's completely believable that humans would, more, would want more humans on the planet. That's what we do. We want more humans on yeah, the but, planet. but not changing our existing food into yeah, humans. Uh, I wouldn't put it past us. I think, I, think, I think all species are like, how can I... Yeah, how can I have as many of my people on this planet. I liked that like, he was like that, a, that completely is believable to me. I liked that he was like a revolutionary. Like he was an outsider who was like locked out of the traditional vampire council. So he just comes in, he completely changes the way they do things. He was like a human that turned into a vampire and he's like becomes like the head of like the vampire organization by breaking all of their rules and like yeah, just doing things in a really new and dangerous way. I liked that and I think yeah, like he played off Blade very well. I don't think he had much of an end game going on. I don't think he really thought it through, and that was uh, that was why Blade was able to get the drop on him. Didn't even have a response. Didn't have a response when Blade said, "Some motherfuckers always trying to ice skate." He's up already he went, full of he went silent. He, he had no comeback. Yeah, but he he's had got no like comeback. A million jabs in him already. He's he already had, halfway through. Blowing he was possessed up. by a blood god. The yeah. power of like the vampiric god could not think up a comeback. The, the blood god is like, I can't going, think oh, up a comeback. Shit, you um, think up a comeback to that? I'm part. not saying I could. That's why I'm saying it's such a devastating line. He was spending think, a few seconds trying to work his way around how you ice skate up a hill because hill ice doesn't. Four hills, guys. I think those syringes were empty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, the real the real yeah. power was the one line. It just yeah. blew it. I just I like, think oh shit. If he wasn't injected with the syringe, if he just said that, yeah. Deacon Frost would have just gone home or yeah. taken the cure voluntarily or just like had a big think about things yeah. like back at the library. Vampire's true weakness is, is yeah. just a really solid like just burn on you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I look. I liked this movie. I, I thought it was um, enjoyable. I thought it was gory in a good it's way. It's really fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. It's really like fun. It, it's a bit goofy, but it's fun. You, I've never, I've never known anyone not to enjoy this movie at least once. Yeah. Like you can even even you just come out. You don't come out of it going, "This is great cinema," but it's. Fun. No, it's pretty funny. And Donald, Donald Lowe repeatedly <laughs> getting his hand chopped off is a great running gag. That is great. There's a fantastic yes. moment where uh, Deacon Frost like asks him to hold his hand out when he's got Blade's katana. Mm. And, De- and uh, Donald Logue is just like, come on, man. It's, it's, just, it's just growing back. It's just growing back. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah, that poor guy. I, um, I, I also think this movie was good because it was really before they got slick. You know what I mean? Like these movies, mm. it was really a prototype kind of movie for Marvel, and they they chose an interesting, um, cool character that um, they could create a kind of self-contained universe around, and they did that um, without it needing to be, you know, the X Men mm. or you know Hulk or something like that, where there's a lot of baggage. Um, but they started sort of small per se, mm. and and made a kind of cool movie that was in a weird way quite you know. Prescient, uh, pre- is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Prescient. Um, to, to, you know, um, 
in terms of uh, I think special effects and some some of the ways some of the fight scenes are shot I think it's a real I think it's amazing that it, this came out a year before The Matrix because it's so mm-hmm. Matrix to me um, and that was one of the things that really stood out but um, yeah it was, it was really fun hmm. would you see Blade back in the back in the fold there's been talk of that there's been talk of like uh, Marvel getting the rights back to Blade I think I think they still have them yeah or Oh, did they never lose they them? Oh, yeah, but like, there's been, and I don't know if it's just Wesley Snipes starting the things himself, but he's basically been talking about how he'd be willing to reprise the character. Really? If they wanted to bring Blade into he the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very much off the rails for Blade 3. Yeah. Yes. But he's old now, too. He like he's old. over. He'd be over Yeah, 50. but you could do an older Blade. That's fine. In the comics now, they're relaunching Blade, but it's like Blade's daughter. Oh, and he's cool. like he's like the he's he's more of like the whistler kind of figure I think oh, like it's like yeah, the older generation that? training up the younger. Hang on, he has a daughter. How can he have a daughter? He's a vampire. This is no, being, a vampire. being through this stuff, he's a daywalker. <laughs> he's a human being whose mother was bitten by a vampire during childbirth. <laughs> it's given him some vampire powers, but he's still a human being. No, but then so what? He can have a baby. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so like if you're on a hill, right, and you've got water <laughs> on the hill, it's not I mean, gonna stay there long enough to form into ice. That's oh, what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I'm with you. Alright. Um, look up, yeah, have him back in the universe. Hmm. Oh, why not? I think more I, the merrier. I think it'd be fine. I'd be happy to see him do it again. Yeah, I mean, he does probably need some money. Didn't he just have a TV show? See? I don't know. The, the I don't clo- know what was the, his the closer? Was I don't know. Last I heard was that he went to jail for tax evasion, which was like five or six years ago now. <laughs> Your Google, your, your Google alerts on Wesley Snipes have gone quiet. Yeah, I shut it down after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll join you next time. Cool. Bye. Bye. Tights Camera Action Episode 2. Many thanks to Manny Kachias for the original music. You can follow us on Twitter at TCA Pod or search for us on Facebook and we can speak to you there. Stay tuned for coming weeks. We are going to feature Jessica Jones, the new Netflix series, and uh, hopefully something from the DC universe. And we look forward to being with you then. Cheers. Bye.